0: The announcement is paid for by two best friends. Two best friends in the house. What's up, Johnny? Uh,
1: you know, the uh, last couple days, man, I've, I've been busy the last few weekends.
0: And uh, I actually got a chance to catch up and watch... Uh, did you get a chance to watch SummerSlam? Oh, yeah. It's the uh, biggest party of the summer, WWE's SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I was watching uh, that Ronda Rousey match. And yo, man, I know that I know that girl that she was uh, wrestling is like
0: super tiny, but dude, no lie, she literally almost ripped her arm off. They are portraying Ronda Rousey as an absolute beast. I, I think they're doing exactly what they did with Brock Lesnar. Now that Lesnar is going back to the UFC at least for a little while, they they've basically replaced him with her. Because she's gonna rip that, that whole division apart. I, I don't know. I don't know where the story's gonna be when she finally has competition. I mean, I think her only competition in all of WWE might be Brock Lesnar.
1: <laughs> you know what, man? I, I have no doubt about that, man. But you know what, man, speaking of Brock Lesnar, yo man, Brock Lesnar finally loses his title to Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah. And finally Roman Reigns is WWE champion. At least in a way where they wanna they wanna run with him because for the longest time, they, they've been trying to find their their Hulk Hogan. They've been trying to find their John Cena. Now, it's the Roman Reigns era.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see how all that goes. And, um, you know, I mean, I really wish the best for the guy. Uh, I just wish he, that he wasn't as boring as uh, how he portrays himself on TV. You know, maybe he's not. But, uh, you know, man, I, I really wish the best for the, for the guy. Uh, you know, again, to me, he's boring, but... I guess I'm a different type of viewer than most others. How long have you been watching wrestling, by the way, man? You know, I've been watching wrestling, honestly, probably just
0: north of 20 years. 20 years. 20. So, like, 20, 25-plus years ago, you'd watch wrestling. What else would you watch on TV?
1: (laughs) Dude, do we really want to go into this?
0: I mean, let's go back in time. You're 13 years old. You're living in your parents' house. If it wasn't wrestling, what else would be on TV? I mean, ESPN, MTV. Yeah, 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 ESPN, uh, MTV. What about late at night?
1: You know, man, every now and then, the, the channel might trigger onto something uh, that back in the day we used to call Wrinkle
0: Vision. <laughs> wrinkle Vision, yep. Back in the day, for those of you who uh, don't know about analog television, back in the day, channels like HBO and Pay-Per-View, used to be on something called Wrinkle Vision, which is basically a scrambled analog uh, signal that would uh, actually appear on, like, channels 80 through 99. Um, and you'd get crystal clear audio, but no, no visuals. Uh, so uh, late at night, you know, if you were smart enough, if, if you were savvy enough, you could actually watch some of, uh, like, HBO's late-night programming. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm surprised that
1: nobody from our era came out blind – watching so much wrinkle vision (laughs) well
0: i think an era has come to an end according to cnn hbo has quietly dropped its erotic late night programming from its lineup (laughs) dude
1: you gotta be kidding me
0: yeah yeah hbo confirmed that such material has officially been gone since earlier this summer so if you haven't been watching yeah uh shows like real sex and cat house uh no longer appear on on hbo (laughs) (laughs) So, if those shows are no longer on HBO, why would anyone subscribe to HBO? Well, man, HBO, I think, has really upped their game in other ways. I mean, like, uh, some of their scripted uh, shows... Stuff like uh, Silicon Valley, you know, some of their sports programming—they've really beefed that up, man. Because I think with their change in ownership, uh, with that kind of AT and T and that whole merger coming up, yo, man, they just can't afford to have soft porn on their network anymore.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, you know, with the, uh, I guess today's times of mergers and companies coming together uh, because financial times, and yeah, I guess I can see where that's going, but. I can tell you, uh, no pun intended, but a lot of their hardcore viewers, man,
0: are probably going to go somewhere else. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Uh, if you want to see that kind of material, uh, you don't have to stay up late and turn on the TV to to find that stuff. You could find it almost anywhere. If you have an Apple Watch, you could just check the time and check some... T- uh, hello?
1: <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what's crazy is, for some reason, man, today's era is never going to know the
0: struggles... Of wrinkle vision? No, 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 they won't. Uh, they sure won't. Hey, uh, in uh, in other news from pop culture, um, Roseanne got canceled early this year, or at least the reboot of Roseanne. Um, and uh, John Goodman, who plays Dan on that show, said he'll be sad because his wife's dead on the Conners. So I don't know. They haven't announced it, but you think they're going to kill Roseanne on that show?
1: Uh, you know what, man? If they ha- if she hasn't already literally done that herself, um, yeah, it's it's crazy, man. There's just some things that, you know, if you're in the public eye, you just don't need to be saying. Um, yeah, uh, I just, you know,
0: who knows? Yeah, Yeah, Goodman said he has not been in contact with Barr since the controversy, aside from an email he sent her um, after she agreed to relinquish the rights to the series. He said, I sent her an email and thanked her for that. I did not hear anything back, but she was going through hell at the time, um, and she's still going through hell. Well, I mean... I guess that'd be the case if uh, you just lost a paycheck, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but that's the thing, man. I mean, when you have responsibility, you got to be responsible and you can't say uh, the kind of bull crap that she said. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, definitely.
1: Well, dude, man, I'm, uh, I'm excited for today's show. Uh, we've got a great story that we're going to be sharing uh-huh. with everybody. We sure do. Um, have you ever ridden public transportation? And upon entering public transportation, had the entire train sing in
0: unison? You know, up until you and I have done that, no, I've never done that. And I guarantee you there's many people listening to this podcast who have never done it, at least in the way that we did it.
1: Yeah, man, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to be sharing that story with you all today. And, uh, man, we got some other fun stuff lined up, Jay. So I'll tell you what, man, you want
0: to go ahead and uh, get started? (laughs) Hey Johnny, the Queen of Soul has left us. Aretha Franklin died. Dude, that is so crazy, man. Like, she had such an impact
1: in music, man. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy that, you know, she's no longer with us.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's insane, man. It's insane.
1: But I'll tell you what's even crazier than that, man. I don't know if you know this, but Aretha Franklin actually died without a will
0: what dude she was in her 70s she had tons of money how could someone in her team not have her affairs in order she didn't have a will
1: yeah uh she uh she did not have a will um she uh she reportedly passed away having a net worth of somewhere close to 80 million dollars wow no will um, you know what's
0: funny about that? Whenever like these mega superstars pass away, especially the musicians, you know they make more money dead than they were alive. You know how many songs have been downloaded from her catalog in the last probably week, week and a half? Exactly, exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, man, she died, no will, $80 million, and the family is there to fight it out in court to see who gets what. Probably for the next 15 years. Aretha Franklin, Prince, and also from what I understand, Robin Williams. Three major celebrities, none of them had wills. I say this because it kind of segues into, I I guess we could call it a Johnny financial topic.
0: Yeah, I think it's time for a Johnny financial topic.
1: This is pretty much talking about the importance of having a will. As you can see in these three situations, you have three major celebrities who now have family members that don't know where her estate is going. When you don't have a will and something on paper that says, hey, this person is getting this, this person is getting this, this person is getting this, guess what? You're leaving all that stuff up to the state to decide for you as far as who gets what. And guess what? Jay, do you ever go to Thanksgiving dinner? and have that annoying cousin that you just want to throw out a window, guess what? That annoying cousin, he may get a bigger portion than you do.
0: Yeah, and he always gets a bigger portion of that that turkey leg too, man.
1: Hey, man, no doubt about it. And I say that again to, to, to kind of relay it back to the fact that you need a will. Listen, you know, depending on your situation, uh, you may not have a lot of stuff, but if you have something that you think that you could leave – to someone else in, the, in, the untimely, in your untimely passing, guess what? You need a will. If you think that you don't have much, hey, I could recommend that you go to uh, probably a place like Staples or like Office Max. And they have a program that you can buy called Willmaker. It's less than $100. It tells you exactly how to put a will together, how to get it notarized. For simple situations, You know, what I would tell you, just just go to the store, pick up a will, get your will done. In the case of something like what Aretha Franklin had, the amount of money that Prince had, is Willmaker going to work? Yeah, probably not. Um, Something like that, I mean, you definitely want to take the time to go see, uh, you know, a certified lawyer that is is, uh, specialized in doing wills and trusts. And make sure that you sit down with them and highlight every single part of your life and who those parts would belong to. Jay, uh, you know, I don't know if, the, if our fan base knows this yet, but you're about to be a first-time father.
0: I am. I am. And for the first time in my life, I realized that uh, what I have actually could be passed down to somebody else.
1: It's 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 amazing when when you when you put it in those words and uh, when you think about that. And Jay, I want to I want to put something in perspective for you. You know, you you you're about to be a first time dad. Um, let's say that you didn't have a will, and I know you well enough. I know you have one, um, but let's just say you didn't have a will, and you're raising and you're raising a small child. Did you know that if you do not have written in your will. Who is to raise that child in your untimely passing? That that child becomes a property of the state.
0: Wow! And uh, knowing the state that we live in, uh, that's terrifying.
1: Dude, you got that right. Again, I just want to take this time. You know, it's 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 been brought to light because of the passing of Aretha Franklin and other stars like them. Uh, like I said, your your princes, your Robin Williams, things like that. Please, please, please make sure that you get your will done. Again, if you don't have a lot of affairs um, or a lot of uh, equity or a lot of, uh, you know, property built up, do something simple. Something, like I said, you can buy something, a simple software program that, you know, can help you walk you through everything. Again, if you have more complicated situations, I would strongly suggest that you go and see a, uh, a professional to make sure that they get that stuff to you. And then Jay, kind of like uh, yeah, the the cousin that takes too many portions at Thanksgiving dinner, the one that owes uh, you know fifteen credit cards and uh, you know will probably die owing stuff, he'd probably be the only one that doesn't need a will.
0: You know that's a good that's a good point. How how old or how young do you have to be to get get a will? I, you know, I always thought well you got to be seventy years old and on your death's bed to write a will. But I mean, I'm writing a will now. I'm in my thirties, but. I could have easily written a will in my 20s, right? I mean, you're you're never too young.
1: You're absolutely right. You're never too young uh, to start writing a will. Again, if you have something that could potentially go up, you know, in your untimely passing, you should have a will. So that you have written down exactly who is to get what and so that someone else does not decide that for you.
0: You know, I think I'm going to take this time on this show right now to demonstrate to people just how you do this. And uh, Johnny, you know, I have a family, uh, a growing family, and I have a will, and I have things in my will that, uh, that are to be left to them. Um, but since you're my best friend, and I care about you, um, I want the best for you in life. I, uh, I want to leave a little something for you. Wow, Jay, are you are you serious? You're you're going to you're going to take care of me too? Well, I, I mean, you just inspired me with your segment, man. You always do. And uh I I'd like to on this on this show today officially let you know that uh, in the event of my untimely passing, I would like to bequeath onto you full rights and privileges to the Two Best Friends Audio Library. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know this is emotional. I mean, I, I just, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to think that you're left on this earth without anything. In in the event that I, uh, that that I go to, I, uh, that I, that I pass on. Chad, don't know what to say. Just don't don't say anything, man. Just just feel it. Feel this moment, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm hungry. Are you? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Johnny? Yeah, Um, yeah. Um, what are you going to leave me? (laughs) It's story time. We got a good one today. Oh, yeah. I love story time. Hey, how come all of our stories always, always take us back to that one city on the West Coast, Las Vegas?
1: Yeah, you know, again, we, uh, we went to Las Vegas, what, three times? (laughs) Yeah. Again, man, we just – we had such a good time. We had a better time than what we ever thought that we could have had going to Vegas. And somewhere between those three trips, man, I just can't believe how all these stories just, I guess, came to fruition.
0: There's more to our friendship than just going to Las Vegas, uh, even though that amounts for 95% of this podcast (laughs) – but it just seemed like those three weeks over the course of those two years, man, the things we did out there. And, and again, I mean, I know we're teasing you guys with these stories, but we're, we're scratching the surface on this stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, keep listening to this podcast and maybe you'll hear all of them one day.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, I mean, I mean, but it's not even the Vegas stories. You know, we've got other stories that we'll be sharing with you as well. But uh I guess with uh this particular story, I think this one takes us back to I think this was our third trip, our second or third trip to Vegas. I think it was our third trip.
0: Uh, no, I, I think this was the second one, actually. and I, okay, I, I okay. know that because um, because I was keenly aware of my dental insurance um, <laughs> at, at the time. <laughs> yeah. maybe one day we will tell the dental insurance yeah. story yeah um yeah. so this one this one goes back to and if you've heard the previous podcasts you've you know about the club crawls in Las Vegas, so the first literally the first two stories kind of center around the club crawl, and this one does as well so we're on the club crawl this is the first one we were on um in i guess that was october of twenty eleven yeah twenty eleven um and So we're on the club crawl. So the club crawl is basically four or five different stops. You go into one of the nightclubs in Las Vegas. What was it? Maybe 45 minutes max. And then you move on to the next club. Yeah,
1: basically, um, you know, you don't find out till later, but it's an an easy way to uh, make different uh, companies in Las Vegas quite a bit of money (laughs) because, as Jay said, you you go into one stop, um, you, you know, you dance, you mingle, you do whatever once that time is up, that group is going to either a a different bar or it's going to a different nightclub. But basically what the club crawl does is it takes you down the strip of Las Vegas
0: so that you can see a lot of the clubs in small increments. So on this particular night, uh, we start off um, kind of on the south end of the strip. And we, I think, start off at a club in the MGM Grand. And I don't recall the name of it. Um,
1: I recall the name of it. I believe it was called Studio 54
0: <laughs> It was the uh, it was kind of a remake of the original Studio 54 in New York City. So allegedly it's just it was basically a replica of Studio 54, the legendary one. I remember that club. it was actually pretty nice.
1: Yeah, so we go to the MGM Grand and we go to Studio 54 and I'm thinking, you know, we're gonna walk in and we're gonna see, you know, I, I guess a lot of throwback to the old Studio 54, I'm thinking the place is going to be packed, I'm thinking, you know, hey, this is going to be awesome, uh, but I guess to my dismay, uh, we walk in, and of course, you know, we walk in
0: with the group or whatever, and that club is dead. Dead, absolutely dead. I mean, I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think we may have stopped by that place once before, uh, that earlier that week, and we saw that it was dead, but it was during the week. So we figured, it's like, okay, by by the club crawl, by the weekend, that place is going to be jumping. Uh, and it wasn't.
1: Yeah, and it, it kind of sucks because, you know, I, I feel bad for, I guess, what do they call them? Go-go dancers, the ones that spin on the, the, the rings and stuff like that? Yeah, so, you know, I feel bad for them because there's maybe, th- before we come in, there's probably three people inside that place. And, you know, they, they, they have to put on a show. You know, they have to act like that place is the hottest place in Las Vegas at that moment in time. And, you know, they're doing the best they can, and there's three people in there. And, well, you know, we, we basically uh, we were in there for our 45 minutes to an hour. You know, it was okay, but, you know, nothing
0: nothing too, uh, too impressive, I guess I would say. So we move on, and we head over to the Mandalay Bay. That's the next stop in uh, the club crawl uh, on this one. And uh, for those of you who know about Las Vegas, uh, the Mandalay Bay is situated right across the street. From the MGM Grand, but you have to cross the street, um, and you got 40 drunk people um, that you have to cross the street with. So these tours basically have a whole route set up, and the way to get over to that side of the street was this, this monorail that they had set up down there on the south end of the strip. That's right, monorail! Monorail, monorail, monorail. monorail. I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as
1: a cloud. Is there a chance the track could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. (laughs) Yeah, so the way the monorail works is the monorail actually runs on the backside of the strip. uh, Away from, I guess, all the hoopla to be able to take people uh, from hotel to hotel, I guess, without having really to have to walk. So really, I guess, in other words, it's a more efficient way to get from hotel to hotel. Um, Instead of having to walk, and it kind of gets us, all us drunk people, <laughs> out of the limelight of um, of
0: what is, I guess, the Las Vegas Strip. So after the first—this is a second stop. So after the first uh, club, you know, you're having fun. You're loosened up. Um, you're at the point now, if you weren't already mingling and talking with other people on the tour, you're definitely at this point uh, in your communication and social level. Um, so we step onto the monorail. I
1: guess loosened up in our terms is we're probably about four shots deep of Patron. <laughs> so pretty loose. It's pretty loose. Uh, so uh, you can call us pretty loosened up. You can call us couple sheets to the wind, man. I, I Whatever you want to call it, we're heading to the Mandalay Bay. And so we get on the monorail, and there's probably 45 or 50 of us on this monorail. Now, granted, you know, there's 50 people on the tour. Yes. You know, at some given point in time, you may have seen the 50 people, but not, you know, directly having conversation with them. And when you walk from location to location, you know, people go up further, they get further behind. Um, so you tend to be able to start conversations with different people. And again, we're we're all packed on one, on, on one train. And lo and behold, to me, There's like these four hot blonde (laughs) chicks that get on this monorail. I didn't even know they were part of our tour. Me neither. And so they get on this train. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these girls are hot. And one of them I distinctly remember was dressed as Tinkerbell. And so, hey, man, I'm couple sheets to the wind, man. What the heck do I care at that point in time? So I go up to her and I say, hey, you're Tinkerbell. And she, I guess, some way, whatever. I'm telling you the yeah. story as best as I remember it.
0: Well, she, I think she acknowledged the fact that she was dressed as Tinkerbell. Yeah, Bell. yeah. She I acknowledged She
1: acknowledged the fact uh, that she was dressed as Tinkerbell. And the way she said it, I noticed that she had um, a specific accent. And I said, wow, I really like your accent. I said, where are you from? She said, well, I'm from Canada. I said, really? You're from Canada? and jay i don't know if you remember man but you and i just start breaking into song
0: right and you know it wasn't planned it wasn't like we we whispered something it was a spontaneous reaction i mean i it literally if i if you could really put a stopwatch on it it was milliseconds of reaction time before we busted out into this song
1: and and, and the crazy thing is is i think the reason that we were both able to read each other and start singing was the fact that you and I are two best friends and that we just know each other that well.
0: But here's the funny thing about that. I mean, that's absolutely true, but we're two best friends. But I think on that train that night, we had 40 best friends because when we started singing, two other people started singing, and then two more, (laughs) and then four more, and then eight more, and then 16 more and then 20 more and then 24 more there were 40 people on that train in unison singing this song in unison y- yeah man it was a it was a good night i'll never forget it this is an unbelievable story
1: hold on hold on hold on did we actually say what the song was that we sang
0: <laughs> dude oh my god we never told them what song it was <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah! Hey, man, we're we're world class podcasters, I guess. Yeah, we, first class. Yeah. Um, hey, do you want to do you want to tell them what song it was?
1: I have one better for you. Do you want to sing what song it was?
0: <sighs> Dude, I, I don't know if we have the music. I don't know if we have it queued up. Um, oh wait, here it is. Our
1: home and native land. land. True patriot love In all command. command With glowing hearts we see thee rise The true north strong and free From far and wide, O oh can Canada, we stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we
0: stand
1: on for Dude, no lie. Still to this day, I count that night as one of my
0: top 20 nights of my life of all time. Let me ask you something. Prior to getting on that monorail... Did you even know the words to the Canadian National Anthem?
1: Tequila's a wonderful thing.
0: So you're really not going to leave me anything? Well, Jay, the the thing is, is, you know, when you take a look at life
1: and you see, you know, how some people um, uh, accumulate wealth or accumulate things more than others, um you know sometimes in life uh, some people are able to leave uh, their loved ones things and you know on the flip side some people aren't able to leave them anything but i'll tell you what man i'll tell you th- i'll tell you this i can leave you something really <laughs> well jay i'll tell you what man i can leave you with the fact that you can find the two best friends uh on the following platforms you can find us on apple podcasts spotify Google Podcast, TuneIn Radio, and now iHeartRadio. On social media, you can find us on Twitter at the number two WO Best Friends. Also, if you search the number two WO Best Friends on Facebook, you can also find us on Facebook as well. Just to give a, kind of a heads up to everyone listening to our show, uh, next week we're actually going to have a best of episode. Uh, you'll be able to hear some of the best of Vegas stories that we've shared with you so far. So uh, if for any reason you've missed any of the previous episodes, please check out next week's episode. Um, You're bound to hear two good stories uh, from previous
0: episodes. Yeah, all I hear is people saying, I want to hear more about Vegas, you know, and next week's episode is going to jam pack maybe two, three of the best stories from Vegas. And we still have maybe a dozen more (laughs) over time. So, you know, get caught up next week and uh, it's going to be a great episode. I know I'm going to listen to it.
1: Well, Jay, it's right about that time. You know what to do. When you're 2WO, you're 2WO
0: for
1: life. life. The preceding announcement has been paid for by two best friends.